You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcasts. To the mic here a little bit just to get a level there testing 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 and getting a level that is perfect. yes check 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 this is max carter in the chirp studios with ronnie and carlo from the world music uh ensemble sarabhi uh can y'all start by telling us a little bit about the group and how y'all found each other uh sure uh my name is ronnie malley i play the oud and i bring a lot of the uh, middle eastern and north african elements to the group Sarabi is a, a Sanskrit word uh, from India that means uh, an abundance of treasure. And uh, what we're trying to do is to share this, these cultures with the world and, and to remind uh, others that uh, we have a lot in common. And if we're going to embrace anything, embrace our differences, but also celebrate our commonalities. But uh, it's very interesting. It's a really wonderful mix of folks here in Chicago with uh, Carlo Basile on uh, guitar and uh, I knew him from Las Guitarras de España and uh, Sarah Ranganathan uh, who's a Bina player and I actually knew her because we worked together on um, The Jungle Book at the Goodman Theater and uh, we brought together elements of Indian music and jazz music and uh, then we started producing some shows outside of that as well uh, and I didn't know about Surabi at the time, and then I guess uh, Carlo had given me a call, and Sarah had said, "Why don't you come and join us, and let's do this?" And it kind of evolved even from there, and uh, it was really kind of Sarah's uh, idea to the catalyst for Surabi. Then uh, we invited all of our other friends in the group: um, Bob Garrett, uh, percussionist; Hananjay Kunte on tabla, and uh, we had two dancers. We kind of consolidated from different groups that we all played with, and um, and so the group was kind of born. I uh, wanted to do some original music, and we wanted to do uh, some traditional stuff as well, but uh, just see where all this could, could evolve. I'd like to say that we all have theater backgrounds as well, which was a very unique thing. So we wanted to do something that was more than just music, but cultural, music, diverse, and also very theatrical. So that's when Carlo brought the dancers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had seen Ronnie in Jungle Book a few years ago, too, and that's kind of around the time we met as well, I think. And... and um, so it made sense, like you know, we, well, we're you know we're already thinking about flamenco already has these roots from India and North Africa, and you know even the Andalusian scale that I play in flamenco comes right from Arabic music. So I think um, it was just a natural to to want to have somebody with Ronnie's background in the group. It's just it's really I think made it more of a well-rounded group, but also it gives us a lot more material mm. for for composing. Uh, new music. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's what you hear on on the disc, you know, on the disc.
what what has it been like uh, translating the theatrical experience that y'all sort of started uh, cultivating the group around into an album that you've now released that uh, doesn't, as far as I know, have a visual component available? Uh, no visual component, but um, you know, it's really more of a mindset than anything. Uh, we've all you know played in different music groups where the focus is really primarily the music. But in this case, it allows us to think a little bit more visually. So for example, uh, we'll be writing something, but we'll have in mind uh, the dancer's uh, movement. Uh, but it also lets you think outside of the box of not necessarily having to always keep in one rhythm or one tempo, but actually think about space a little bit more. Um, and I think it's pushed us more in the direction of trying to really write more original music, but also music for dance and music for uh, a soundscape. Like uh, I really appreciate, um, for example, uh, one of Carlos' pieces that he wrote uh, when he went to um, Vietnam. It was called Hanoi Pho, and it's on the CD as well. And it's just this really beautiful landscape of a variety of sounds that's very visual, it's very cinematic more than anything. And it started off like that initially, and then we had the idea, well, hey, why don't we ask one of our dancers who are super talented, Maricela Tapia, she does flamenco, Middle Eastern dance, folk dance, and just a variety of dance. Kinnari uh, Vora, uh, who does um, Bharatanatyam, she's rooted in this classical traditional dance of India, but uh, she does also do Rajasthani folk dance and contemporary dance and just movement in general. And uh, so we, uh, I think Carlo had asked, you know, why don't you choreograph something to this? So it's this really beautiful, lush landscape of sound, but the visual element when you see it on stage is it's just moving. Uh, but we did throw on a few little elements of the dance uh, on one of our pieces. It's kind of mm -hmm. like our introduction piece uh, called Swan Song, not to be confused with Led Zeppelin. It's <laughs> Swan Song. Yeah. Um, another classic. Yeah. Another classic. In fact, it's actually called Swan Song uh, because of the, the rag that we play, which is like the swan rag. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's interesting because we thought, well, how can we convey this visual image? So we brought the dancers into the studio and actually had them record their footwork uh, in certain parts. So the flamenco artist, when we get to this flamenco breakdown, you hear her come in and we've got the clapping and the haleos going. And then uh, when it comes to the Indian part, uh, Kennedy comes in with her bells. Literally, she comes in with her bells on and uh, starts dancing this beautiful Indian um, little piece. So we just hope that whoever listens to it um, can walk away having more of a visual image than just a sonic experience. I, I might add that the dance inspired some of the pieces even from the get-go. So there's a piece called uh, Shiva on there, or Shiva, right? And uh, it, it was inspired by a lot of things, which we can talk about some political. But um, one of the things that helped me compose the piece is I had gotten together with one of the dancers and I said, hey, you know, let me hear what you come up with for this particular sequence that I play on the guitar. Oh, that? Okay, cool. So that little chunk got put into the piece. Mm -hmm. And so that when we actually debuted the piece, it, the dance was already formed for both of the dancers we, we debuted that we played that piece twice and both times we got like standing ovations for the first play of the piece because well there's this visual component to it right off the bat and it actually inspired the the creation of the piece so um pieces come together in a lot of different ways when you have people like this working with each other so that was th that was one particular example where the dance helped inspire the piece right from the start
people, as you were mentioning mm. earlier. I mean, has your uh, group, the intention and the impact uh, changed in the past year, especially given the specific influences that you're drawing from? Yeah. Well, yeah, I was pretty, um, I don't want to say devastated, but I was pretty shocked by, you know, the events of the last year around this time, especially. And, um, you know, so... I got a tattoo. <laughs> you got a tattoo of a globe. On of a globe. Yeah, you know, like it was just like, okay, this is kind of, this flies right in the face of what we're all about. And we try not to be too obvious up on stage, but it, it's like, come on, look at this. This is obviously, we're, we're communicating a message here without having to say, hey, you know, this is all about peace and all that. Um, but, um, so that's when it was like, okay, well, I have to, I have to write something, you know. And I found a a scale that that fit because it was dark, and and but I wanted it, the piece to kind of have this kind of yin and yang thing going on, where there's like this, you know, we've got these com, you know, contrasting elements, and the, it turns out that it was perfect for the dancers because they kind of use that up on stage to kind of, um, uh, you know, they go up against each other a little bit, and then the, you know they come together. It's interesting because it, we were trying to really get how we felt about the last year in politics through this song. And it went from this thing that, you know, Carla had come in like dismay and shock and you hear it in the beginning. And then at the end, it's just pretty much all out heavy rock drums. I threw an electric guitar on there as well. And just, we wanted to get the, the dirt, the grunge, the, the, the grit of what people were feeling and what we saw as this, image of reality distorting in front of us and we wanted to convey that in a sonic uh, sonic way um but you know besides just the song itself i don't know that i mean we always have in the back of our minds as musicians that what we're doing has some universal quality to it uh ronnie and i grew up in chicago and and like i told you a minute ago like you know right down the street i played in the battle of the bands at gordon tech that's why i think it works because we have this background that's that's common in a lot of ways you know i grew up playing rhythm and blues too in chicago you know it's like the home of soul and blues and i still play that music and i love that music so it it all finds its way into our compositions it's funny because we will come together because of these backgrounds i mean i'd like to preface also by saying that it's interesting to, to realize that it would be difficult to form a group like this outside of this country, outside mm-hmm. of the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just a testament to the diversity of Chicago. I mean, I know I'm biased. I'm a Chicagoan. I was born and raised here. Uh, but, I mean, I've been lived in a lot of places in the world. And I have to say that it, it's a very unique experience to have a group like this and, and to have radio stations like this that are even willing to... <laughs> have us on to talk about all of this. Cheers to that. Absolutely. Yeah, man, we saw saw our songs on the playlist. We're like, wow, they're playing this stuff. That's great, you know. And then, you know, and look at the list. And it's such an eclectic mix of stuff that you guys do. It's really cool to be a part of that. Well, it's great to have uh, such amazing local musicians as well. You know, we wouldn't be able to do this if it weren't for y'all. So we really appreciate that. <laughs> uh, thanks again for being here in Chirp Studios. Once again, Ronnie and Carlo from Sarabhi. Thank you very much, Max. Thanks for having us here. Thanks, Max. You can find this and other interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next.